Hello, and welcome back to this week's ACE Oncocast entitled Evidence-Based Clinical Practice, Timing of Immunotherapy in Renal Tumors, When and How. My name is Rob Coleman, and joining me again today is Dr. Manuela Schmidinger from the University of Vienna in Austria, and Dr. Bernard Escudier from Gustave Roussy in Villejuif, France. Welcome to both of you. In today's ACE Oncocast, our clinical experts will be discussing the first-line treatment options for patients with advanced renal cell carcinoma. Manuela, what have we learned from these studies? And do any of the TKI checkpoint inhibitor combinations stand out or provide a clear standard of care? So all of these studies were positive in terms of overall survival benefit, um, except the trial on avelumab plus axitinib, but um, pembrolizumab, axitinib, and um, the Checkpoint 9ER study, cabozantinib um, plus nivolumab, and also the CLEAR study with um, glenbatinib and pembrolizumab, and of course the Checkpoint 214 trial on the IO doublet. All of these trials were shown to be superior in terms of overall survival, mostly also progression-free survival and response rate when compared to TKI. So this, all of these studies have been included um, in the, as a standard of care uh, for the respective subgroups uh, of IMDC risk in the guidelines, and they haven't been compared yet, so it's very difficult to say uh, which one is more suitable for the individual patient. Uh, of course, they are different when we indirectly compare the numbers. The CLEAR study, the most recently presented data, showed a very high number of patients achieving a complete response. Up to 17% of patients achieved complete response. And also the objective response rate in general with 70% was the highest ever reported but again, um, patients um, may have differed between trials, and we cannot assume that one trial is um, that one combination is better than another one. They have all um, met the primary endpoint. Bernard, tell us about the Checkmate two one four study and the latest five year data presented at ESMO recently. And in your experience, do you find that most patients can cope with the adverse event profile of the nevo ipilimumab combination? So when, when we first presented the 214 study, uh, we were very impressed by the complete remission and the probably long durable responses that we see with this combination. And this has been confirmed with long-term follow-up now. We have really a plateau, which seems to be long durable plateau, and which probably makes a little bit of difference with uh, IOTKI combinations. That's something that we will have to learn in the near future. On the other hand, the toxicity of this combination is certainly higher than the one we see with, uh, with IOTKI, especially because of ipilimumab uh, combination. Ipilimumab is a toxic drug. It certainly adds to complete remission, but it also adds to toxicity. So can everyone cope with this combination of the toxicity? I would say no, not everyone. And one of our goals, I think, for the future is to be able to know who are the patients who are going to develop this high toxicity because that's something sometimes very difficult to handle. But most of the patients will go through the four induction cycles and then we go to maintenance therapy, which is usually very easy to, to manage. So I would say... Um, very good combination. Toxicity is certainly something that we have to learn about. And long 
durable responses, which I think is interesting for our patients. Thank you. And Manuela, many options, but how do you select first-line treatment for your patients and best utilize those available options? So the first thing I want actually to, to, to clarify is whether there is an enormous pressure to shrink the tumor rapidly. If a patient has uh, areas uh, or metastatic areas that are really dangerous uh, for the organ or his life, then I would prefer a TTI-IO combination just because the, the rate of primary progression was lower with a TTI plus IO when compared to IO doublets. So the the, the rate of progression of primary progressors was around 19% um, with um, nivo EP when compared to from ranging from 5 to 10% with IOTKI trials. So this is the reason I think that the, that, that the response is faster. And if I need a response, then I would go for IOTKI combination. Very difficult to say which IOTKI combination. Currently, and this is really empirical choice, um, uh, from my side is that in patients who have a more favorable risk profile, I would probably choose a TKI-based um, regimen that is um, with a more narrow TKI, such as axitinib. So in that case, probably pembrolizumab, axitinib. When in contrast, I have a patient with um, a more aggressive uh, biology, then I would go for a combination with a what I call a resistance TKI, such as cabozantinib and lenvatinib, in the combination with the IO doublet. And when I don't have any pressure in terms to shrink the tumor rapidly and the patient is intermediate poor risk, I do like um, the, the, the IO doublet because, as Bernard said, for the durable responses and the the high rate of complete responses, and particularly when it's a patient with sarcomatoid features, then this is my absolutely preferred regimen, uh, the IO doublet. Thank you. And is there still a role for a single agent TKI like cabozantinib or sunitinib? Well, I just have seen today a patient with a, a very late relapse of his um, of his kidney cancer. So he had undergone nephrectomy ten years ago and presented today with a small um, pancreatic metastasis, which he didn't want to have surgery for. I think this is an absolute uh, good candidate for single-agent TKI. We know that these metastases shrink very well under TKI uh, uh, monotherapy, and this patient probably does not need yet any kind of IO treatment. Thank you. And Bernard, would your approach just describe be the same in your practice? Probably yes, but I am still uh, very frustrated by the position we have as academic doctor not to use our biology uh, signals that we had uh, shown. We have, we have, we had a lot of very nice and fancy uh, biology uh, looking at what's going on in the emotion program in every program we had. And we know that some tumors are really very androgenic and we should not use immune therapy. Some are very, very uh, infiltrated and we should not use TKI. And we still don't use this marker. As an example, PDL1 is really predictive of high activity of nivo EP combination. And we don't use it because uh, we don't have prospective trials showing that. So I think we should, as academic doctor, do that. I think some patients do benefit only from, from TKI, probably 
indolent disease, pancreatic metastasis, low-growing disease. Uh, in my opinion, they don't need immunotherapy. I mean, we just take the risk of giving toxicity and we don't give a benefit. By contrast, sarcomatoid tumor, very aggressive tumor, probably TKI have very, very little activity here. And we should not use TKI because we are just going to get the toxicity of TKI. We need prospective trial. And as academic doctor, we, it's our role with Manuel and others to try to convince the company to do this trial. It's not always easy. Well, thank you both for this great discussion and stay tuned for the last episode in this series as we discuss second and subsequent lines of therapy for patients with advanced renal cell carcinoma. 